Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hi, Mr. Ware. Are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. Awesome. How are you today? I'm... I'm 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 excellent. I'm racing, doing just so many different things, and I said, "Well, I got to cut out thirty minutes for the interview." So I'm oh, I'm excited. Um, thrilled just to be on your show. Oh, awesome! I am excited and thrilled myself, and I truly understand because I am doing like one hundred things. I need two more arms, you know. But I guess that's all a part of the process. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, so we're going to just go ahead and begin. So hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into the CWBN Network show. This is the show that empowers and inspires visionaries to walk in their God-given gifts. We also enjoy sharing tips and resources for entrepreneurs. I am your host, Victoria Sheffield, founder of Christian Women's Business Network. Now, today I have an awesome guest, but before I go any further, I want to acknowledge a show sponsor. So if you are ready to take your business to the next level, there's a device that can be used to promote your business using your Android devices. It's fast and easy. And no, it's not another app either. You can even reach out to more people, visit www.aservia.com slash SAM1026 to learn more. That's www.aservia.com slash SAM1026. And we want to thank Mr. Sam, our newest sponsor, and all of our sponsors. So, That moment you all have been waiting for is here. I have here with me best-selling author Tashambi Ware. He's originally from Albany, Georgia, and resides currently in Macon, Georgia. Say, I will not delay. I want to welcome to our show T.K. Ware. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor and privilege to be here. I take it all invite seriously, and I'm just, Thrilled to be upon your show. Oh, awesome. You have such an humble spirit, and we're just privileged to even have you on the show. So we're going to go ahead and we will dig right in. I want you to tell us a little bit about your writing career. Now, how did you even get started? <laughs> well, I guess, you know, the cliche thing would be to say, Oh, I've always been, but no, in my case, I didn't dabble into the poetry. This is the kind of I until after my life kind of shifted, and I began to just write poetry. I didn't think anything of it. I just, you know, wrote 
as the inspiration came to me. And just simple poems, just simple sonnets, things of that sort. And I figured if I'm going to write poetry, I didn't know the difference between the different structures. So we simply just wrote poetry, and I'm pretty sure everyone knows about the website, uh, poetry.com, and I will put poems on the website, and, and they would send me different mails saying their poem on this and that. And I understood that it was all a marketing thing, and you know that my po- my poet poetic expression really didn't per se. But it was later on, once I left Macon, actually, and, and came to um, Alabama, that I had to learn the Lord for myself, so to speak. I had to kind of come away from family and kindred, and he dealt with me accordingly. And it was in that process that he began to unveil his gift that he hidden. And that's the amazing part. He hidden a particular gift while I was out there in the world doing what people normally do. And I ventured off, and the Lord activated that word through a woman of God who spoke something in my spirit, heard it. And I began to write, and my dream, be- I mean, my dream became flooded. I would constantly hear the voice of the Lord, and everywhere I go, I'd write, write, and the writing grew and grew to where my stories became not only dramatic but vivid. To where many people have been blessed by some of the things I've written, I tell them all, I'm only a vessel. I just write as He leads, and every story is all led according to His purpose. I'm only a vessel. Wow, that that is truly amazing. So you said you left Macon and you now yeah. reside in Alabama. I just wanted yeah. to make that clear. Okay, great, awesome. So that's amazing. You sound like someone that have just received your calling and you just, like you say, you're just a vessel and you're inspired to just write what you hear the Spirit lay into your thoughts. So that that's a blessing and that's amazing. And I know that people must really be blessed by the things that you write, especially if it's coming directly from God. So that's awesome. Now, I read in your bio that you also have a CD. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that was, and I wish, you know, I could go back in time and perhaps grab a, at least one CD because when I first came to the Lord, and I say this story everywhere I go, I was so far out there, you know, a lot, you know, we, you know, not to give glory to my previous life, but I was so far gone, you know, people, I was so, I hated, you could not even pronounce the word church around me. I mean, instantly I was found, I hated everything to do with God, church, church people, I hated it all. As a matter of fact, I remember when I was in a church, um, I think it was a gym, and I was frustrated, and I was using profane words in a church. So I was that far gone. And so I worked at Cracker Barrel. And when the Lord changed my whole life, there was a particular woman. I don't know her name, but I can just, if someone asked me to describe her, I can give you her expressions, her mannerism, her features to a T. She said, so somebody like you, Shane, there has to be a God. Because I was so far gone. And it was during that process that the gift started to grow. And, and we had our, um, we met different people and recorded the CD, and it was called The Love of Christ, and I had a few um, females singing, and um, I had a few guys doing poetry over up-tempo beats, and, and I did a little thing, and so it, I guess you can call me a, a, a 
style. I was more on the style of a Kurt Franklin itself. I did a lot of the things myself, and the the city was amazing. It touched a lot of people. They were able to hear me from a different perspective, and it just changed a lot. And I do not have my one single copy. Wow, <laughs> not a copy. Now that is truly amazing. So. Now, going back to when you said that you were so far out there, oh, wow. So would that be like you just didn't want anything to do with God at all? Well, I guess I didn't find out till later on. My mm-hmm. mother told me that, well, I was brought up in the church you know, because, I, you know, my memory of that was vague. And I remember me, this happened a year or two ago when I went to Albany, Georgia, my mother's church, and I've been church for so where she ran me up to the pastor and said, do you remember him? And we keep looking at each other like, are we supposed to remember one another? And <laughs> she said, I used to have him right down that front pew. So I, and then I saw the pastor, I'm, I'm looking at him like, wow, so you, you're the first pastor. And the, the funny part is why he was ministering that day, I kept looking at him. Mm-hmm. I've seen him before. And so when I ventured off into making. I got called off into the whole fast lifestyle up in Atlanta, hanging with the wrong people, doing the wrong things. Um, behind bars was like common, um, drinking and smoking and dabbling, even until venturing off into mild cases of robbery. So I was, everything I was doing, had church would, could not be seen in that. So I didn't read the Bible. I wasn't around the Bible. I didn't go to church. I simply indulged in the pleasures of the flesh. And it wow. was when I was locked up behind those bars mm-hmm. that the Lord came to me, not in yeah. vision, but there was an older man, and he had a Bible in his hand. He, I, I was frustrated about being in that place, and I asked him, what are you reading? And he said, Bible. And he gave it to me. I said, what am I supposed to do with this? And I said, what am I supposed to read? He said, it's just starting in the beginning. And so when you couldn't find an environment like that, I understand from a personal perspective why people turn to religion because you're basically in there like caged animals. You're told wow. you're told what time to go to sleep, what time to wake up, what time you can go outside to play, what time you're going to eat, what time you're going to watch television. And if you break any of those rules, there will be repercussions. And so it's a, it's a controlled atmosphere for so a lot of people to escape the confinement of that place, choose different ventures. And I read and said a generic prayer, Lord, you get me out of chains. I had no idea that somebody had to be praying for me because everything happened so dramatically to where I even had to go see the judge. And this here, this will summarize it all up. Before getting locked up that time, I got arrested again for doing some robbery type things. And the judge told me, if you get arrested again, you will sit in here forever. So technically, I, I wasn't supposed to even be in behind bars again, but I happened to get caught up again. Here I am sitting in there knowing that, okay, my life is over with. You know, my, I mean, when you book someone, their system, their name is in the system. So, so I went and saw the judge. He looked at me, mm-hmm. and I'm expecting, you know, okay, 20, 15, whatever. But I, I'm, I'm expecting that because my mind, and he said, you're free to go. And I was, I was my eyes, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 wait a minute. I, my, I I know I'm in the system I, because I just, and so he said, next case. So I ran back to my cell, and I'm beating on the bar telling the guard, hey, let me out, let me out, because I, <laughs> I'm i thinking, I need to get out before they find out. And 
the way everything happened, when I finally got out and went and saw my probation officer, he looked at me and said, have you been out of trouble? And I'm saying, okay, they playing the game. So I stood up, and everyone know what assumed the position. I turned around, placed my arms behind my back to assume the position, placed the handcuffs on him, take me away. He looked at my file and said, nope, you haven't been in any trouble. You are free to go. You don't have to put me no more. And I, and I left that place. And so what I'm talking about, when God has a purpose for your life, no mm-hmm. devil in hell or earth can stop it. When I left that mm. place, I get a phone call the next week from a guy who said, um, they called me Kenny. Ken, you want to play basketball? I said, yes. He said, okay, but you got to go to church and you want some money. So I can do that. So I go to the church, and eventually the pastor took away the basketball program. So I'm mad. But for some mm-hmm. strange reason, I didn't leave. And over the process, the Lord had led somebody to me. And they said, um, brother, where? I'll make you to read this book. I didn't read books. I hated writing. I hated reading. So I didn't. And the book was called The Brown Revelation of Hell. And I read that book mm, on page yes, one. Yes. I love that book. <laughs> and it scared everything in me. And I gave my life to the Lord that night. And I have not been the same ever since. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That book right there ain't no joke. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, anybody that hasn't read that book should. There are yes. some that will not believe it. And I understand that. But you know what? When I first read that book, I was a strong believer. But you know what? My attitude was, oh, God, I ain't going to turn back for nothing. Yes. <laughs> Especially when she went into the detail, because I didn't yes. realize about, you know, hell, how it was made and the different arms, the left arm, the right arm, the left leg, and the vivid details of the smell of decay and flesh. I said, oh, God, I said, yes. this is not. For me, you know what? You are just such an awesome, amazing inspiration, and I mean, so many need to really hear what it is that you have to say about your life experiences, because there are so many, many are out there. Nobody can look at you and judge. I know for myself, I have family members in the same predicament, living the same type of lifestyle, and we're praying, you know. So thank God. There are people, like you said, somebody must have been praying for you. So what you're yes. saying that you're nothing short of a miracle because yes. your record, I want to just clarify that. You're saying that your record was white slate clean. Yes. Oh, Jesus. I'm almost forgetting that this is a show. Because <laughs> I tell people it doesn't take me much to get me to go to that certain place. But God is amazing, and I know that he can do it. I have a family member right now. He's turned his life around, but he needs for God to do a miraculous thing with his record. And I'm praying because I am one of the believers that believe that God can, and I believe that he will do just that. So you've just really, really inspired me and encouraged even me in that area. So we're going to move right along. Now, since this show is all about faith and our topic is, We've come this far by faith. Tell me how faith ties into the success of everything that you do. Well, according to the scripture in the book of Hebrews, it said, now faith is the stuff that faith is hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. And then it goes on to say in the book of Romans for what a man hoped for, you know, in other words, 
whatever you're hoping for, you don't see it, but it is by faith that you can cling to that. But the moment you see what you're hoping for is no longer hope, but that which you desire has manifested. So faith has a immeasurable power that a lot of people don't realize because we operate in faith daily. There's many times we get in our vehicles and drive, and without consciously thinking about the car in the other lane, there's a measure of faith that goes out and believes that I'm going to drive to my destination and the car in the opposite lane is not going to cross this lane and hit my car. So faith, every day we operate in faith, but it's when that faith is lined up in accordance to God's word that you will begin to walk therein. And I come from, I guess you can call, I wasn't raised in a bad home, so I don't want to say that I was raised in a bad home and you know, so on and so forth, but that is not to down off no one. But I was raised in a great home. My venture, um, well, my activities, I ventured out to do those things. And it was when the Lord brought me back over, all I had was faith. And I had to understand what faith was. To come to a different state with no family, it is no family, a vehicle that broke down with no money. So I don't have nowhere to stay. All I, I, I had to have faith. And this story I'm about to share is the illustration of faith. Now, the, whatever you believe in or hope in God for, we have to move as if we already have it. We have to, and it is in that movement, the thrust of your stride, that whatever you're hoping for will come. I got a basketball scholarship to a school over here, and the coach said he didn't have any scholarship. And I said, look here. Man, I come up for, I came up, I went kind of, you know, slang on him. Look, I came from Georgia. I can't go back because I did so much. I kind of burnt my bridges. I can't go back. I don't have nowhere to go back to. And so I don't have nowhere to stay here. And you telling me, you told me to come over here, you don't have any scholarship. And so he asked me, so what are you going to do? I'm looking at him like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I knew I had faith. And I said, Lord, if you get me over here, I told my vehicle, just get me to where I have to get, then you can break down. When I got to the, my place of destination, the vehicle did just that. And so I, uh, I, it was the last day to register. I, ha- I had not registered because there was no scholarship. I didn't have any money to pay out-of-state out of fees and the tuition and the cost and so on and so forth. So this is what I did. Now, I understand faith is a thrust, the movement. It, it's whatever you believe in God for, but you can't see it. And our whole life, you know, we are striving and we're praying and we have petitioned before the Lord. And a lot of things we pray for, we don't have it, but we believe it. But God, you said, and I had to learn, we don't have to remind God of what he said because we know what he said. We remind ourselves where it is written. So you build and encourage yourself. So I got dressed. I grabbed me a Now, listen here, I, I wasn't even registered for class. I didn't have no class, no nothing. I got up early, and I was staying with some, some people I knew from Georgia. They was on the basketball team. I got up early. Grab me a brand new notebook, put it in my book bag. I grabbed me a pen and pencil, put it in there. Drove to the I drove to the college. This was maybe a week before the big complete. I drove to the college. It was empty. Sat in my vehicle. I said, "Okay." And I faith to the substance things hoped for. Okay, Lord, I'm I'm, I'm hoping and believing. You know, something got to happen. This is the last day to register. If I don't register today, I am stuck over here in Alabama. Nowhere to go, no family, no money, no nothing. Wow. You told me you come over here, so something got to happen. 
You know, I, I didn't tell it to God. I'm telling it to myself. Mm-hmm. And so I got out of my car as if I was going to school, going to class, and I walked wow. the sidewalk. And now the building is empty. This is, a, you know, class, so people suits are getting there to like maybe after seven. I'm there at six something, so there's no one there, and I knew it. And so I didn't know what to do, but that's what, when blind faith is when you move, by, you just got to believe God. And if he be God, then he will see that faith. Because when your faith touched the faith of God, things happen. I walked to the campus, go into the classroom, and all of a sudden I heard somebody name. Hey, kid. I turned around, it was the basketball coach. So I walked back up to him. He said, something just happened. A basketball scholarship just opened up. Mm. And so I had, to, I had to contain my composure. And I was like, really? And so we go into the room, and inside I'm saying, I said thank you, Jesus, over a million times. Yes, we, yes. we go into the office, and I signed the letter, I mean, of content, you know, to join the, join the basketball team, and, Went to the office to get my books and everything, and you know, they said we made it. This is the last day, and you know this may seem small to I mean, some people who you know, but when I left the college with my books and everything and scholarship, and now everything is paid for and extra, that that proved to me more than anything that that this walk of faith is that we have to live by. The Bible says that just shall live mm. by faith, and it's when yes. we move in that flow. And things, things, you know, there's an elder that said God doesn't give empty shells. Every promise is loaded. The shell happens. The shell happens. When we operate in faith, everything that we hope for will happen. We just got to make sure that we allow doubt to slip in. As long as we keep our eyes locked in on Jesus, then mm. faith will lead us to wherever we're going. And that has been my walk. I'm not going to say it's easy, but that has been my walk of life that has been my path, even in my writing, even in my teaching mm-hmm. engagement. Everything I do is by faith. Wow. Wow. You know what? That's just awesome. That faith is a powerful, powerful thing, you know, and it is until we actually tap into faith that we really understand how the hand of God will really move in yes. our lives. And, um, you know, you gentlemen are a powerful, powerful vessel of God, and everything you went through in life was for a reason. So I just want to thank you for being transparent because a lot of people on platforms like this, you know, a lot of things that is in your past, a lot of people would not be willing to share those details. So for that, I want to say thank you. And I want to ask you if you are ever available for speaking engagements, just in case there's someone listening that may want to use you on their platform. Um, Yes, yes. They can easily email me at um, the gospel writer, thegospelwriter at gmail.com, or they can message me on Facebook or message me on Instagram. My Instagram mm-hmm. page is at gospelwriter8, or go to my website, either or, they can, and I would be more than happy to respond. Okay, you, you are awesomely amazing, and I'm telling you, you're right on time, because I was just getting ready to ask you, just in case someone wants to purchase a copy of your book or something, how they can connect with you, so you're right on time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just awesome. You know, I just want to thank you so much. I could go on and on and on and hate that I even have to end because 
I'm telling you, I could just listen to a little bit more of this. <laughs> so thank you so much again for taking the time out of your schedule for being a guest. You've been such a blessing in my life today, and I want you to just have a blessed and prosperous day and continue to allow God to be your inspiration to write and to touch the lives of God's people. So you have a blessed day, and I just want to let those know that we have just heard from Arthur T.K. Ware. We are moving close to ending, but before I end, I always enjoy sharing a little bit of inspiration of my own. So we've come this far by faith, people. You know, nothing in life that has happened to me has been easy. I've always had to work through trials and tribulations, but I've always had a made-up mind that I will succeed no matter what. Sometimes things may look as if they are impossible, but remember that all things are possible through Christ Jesus. And when I look back over my life, God has brought me a mighty long way. So believe you can achieve, do what it takes, and put God first in all of your endeavors and success will come. Everyone, y'all have a blessed and prosperous day. And don't forget to share the love of God with someone today. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 